Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. One of the big stories in the NFL uh, today, the Browns could be signing Jadavian Clowney. Right now he's in for another visit, and everybody's all agog, all look at this. You put him opposite Miles Garrett, you're thinking Super Bowl. And while I like a lot of things the Browns did, I, I just keep thinking of Jadavian Clowney Kind of like, kind of like I think about Sammy Watkins as that boy. He came into the league with such great uh, uh, um, publicity, you know, the big hit in the outback ball, and he's been good throughout his career. But I, I, I look at him and I go, I, I don't know that he'd really be on the market like this if he was that much sought after. Someone would give him a lot of money, and 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 while he's been okay, I, I don't see him as the big mover and shaker. Like, oh, now suddenly Super Bowl Browns if they signed Jadavian Clowney. Literally one hit wonder, right? Right. When I and and we think of one hit wonders like out of music, but um, you know, it's like if you went back to the bowl game where he had the ferocious hit against what was the little Michigan running back? That was the Vincent Michigan Smith. team. Yeah. Wasn't that Smith, Lloyd yeah. Carr's last last game? Was that that was the team that lost to App State and lost to Oregon? Anyway, I believe T- Taylor Luong outplayed him most of the game. There was just one play where he got through. I mean, he's he's one of these Uber talented guys. Obviously, the knee injury early on in Houston uh, hurt him, but he's just, you know, I mean, look, he priced himself out of that free agent market last year and, you know, got a flyer, what with Tennessee. And I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the actual dollars are, but he's going to go around and chase, you know, short term as much money as he can possibly get. And, He's forever going to be a talent that's probably forever going to have a job, but never live up to the billing because he's not that guy. You know, he's just, he's not. So, look, Melvin Ingram was a better player at South Carolina. Everybody in South Carolina knows it. He was a better talent at South Carolina, and Melvin Ingram's a better player, and Melvin Ingram's been a better pro than Jadeveon Clowney. That's why he makes more money. 
it, it, it's a case of where once a guy does something that's so memorable, you think that that's the guy you're getting. You know, like, like for everybody thought, oh, Cam Newton's going to be great with the Patriots last year. And look, look at this video of Cam Newton from 2014, right? Look at this play Cam Newton had with the Oh, if this is the Cam Newton the Patriots are getting. And I'm like, this is six years ago. This is six years ago. The guy I hasn't been good football. in a long time. It's you're not, you're not, not, he, can't, he can't throw football. You're like, not going to get I, this guy. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. And, and that's a hard thing. Like, that's it's a hard thing for people to understand. Like, Cam Newton was available for a minimum contract for a reason. Right. Cam Newton signed a backup quarterback and not even a good backup quarterback contract. Marcus Mariota's contract last year was better than Cam Newton's contract this year as a backup quarterback. And that doesn't mean that Marcus Mariota at his peak, whenever that was in the NFL, when the Titans went to the playoffs, was as good as Cam Newton. But again, like you said, that was six years ago. Cam Newton's had two shoulder surgeries. He's had, you know, multiple leg surgeries. He's not the same athlete, although still a very good athlete. But the biggest thing is, like, Cam Newton can't throw. He threw for less than 100 yards. Was it three times, four times, five times last year? Like, it was crazy. He he can't throw a football. And I, I don't think that... I don't even think the Patriots think that running it back with Cam Newton is the is the plan. At some point, they're going to have to get a starting quarterback, and we'll see whether it's the draft or it's Garoppolo or what what their plan is. But um, yeah, and I I think Jadavion Clowney's much much the same, you know. So we'll see that, that you know the Browns want to meet with him. We'll see if they sign him. But what what does that mean? And for the Browns, like they are in the kind of luxury item sort of deal. Like if you can get Jadavion Clowney on the cheap and he wants to come and reinvigorate his career alongside a nasty defensive line, God bless him. Um, but, you know, there was a reason that the Seahawks never bit at the 20. Remember, he was doing the 20 million, no 18 million, no 17 million. He was doing, here's the real estate analogy, and this will happen to people this summer. They'll chase the market, right? The market in many areas is way, way up, right? So you're like, wait, my neighbor just sold his house for $500,000. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to list my house for $550,000 this summer because it's way up. And meanwhile, like, well, that guy has like a pool and a casita and he's got, it's all redone and it's perfect. And you're like, all right, well, my house is a little bit bigger square footage and you could, we have a pool and it's fine. It's like, look, the market's insane. And then you end up overpricing your house. Everybody passes on it. It sits in the market. You readjust the price, and now you end up getting way less than you. Meanwhile, your your wife ends up going out and going like, "Well, we're going to sell our house for five hundred fifty thousand dollars. I can buy a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house because we're going to have this much profit." And you get locked in, and you get a contingency buy, and now you'll just take whatever for your house. You end up selling it for way less. That's what happens with Jeff Debian Clowney. He chased the market last year. He got way less than he thought. Probably could have gotten more originally. And now, you know, I the pickings are pretty slim. This is going. It's interesting how much JJ Watt got early because I think the guys that sign now are going to get far less. And then once the draft comes, anybody who's left in the free agent market is going to get pennies because everybody gets excited about their draft picks and things. That's the answer. Youth, inexpensive. After the first round, they're all inexpensive anyway. They'd rather take their chance with an unproven guy they can coach than a proven guy that wants too much money for far too long. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. All right, now you mentioned the draft and you mentioned the Patriots, and here they are sitting at 15 and trying to get quarterbacks. We talked quarterbacks with Albert Breer a few minutes ago. I got I got a great NFL draft hot take for you. You ready? Go. Here's here's it. Forget about top four. Okay. You are going to see quarterbacks go one through five 
in the NFL draft when it's all said and done. It's okay. going to be like a boy band. Trevor, Zach, right? Then you're going to get Mac. Then you're going to get Justin. And then you're going to get Trey. You're going to get the boy band is going to go one through five when it's all said and done. All right? Now, here's why. When you look at the draft right now, the first four pen, the Falcons are sitting at number four going, hey, we're open for business. And granted, trying to get the Bengals to trade their pick is going to be a big deal. But uh, teams are going to be desperate enough to get up there because all the teams that need quarterbacks, we know who the top four are going to be in some order, right? You know, the Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence. The Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. Most likely the Niners are going to take Mac Jones, thanks to Chris Sims and his relationship with Kyle Shanahan. Then the Falcons will either, hey, we can draft Matt Ryan's uh, successor or more likely move out because someone will want to move up. The Broncos really need a quarterback. They most likely will try to move up because 9-4 to four is not that big a deal. And then you'll see a team like the Patriots get up to five for Trey Lance because it's almost like you have to look at the draft as if, all right, the first pick of the draft is really going to be at five, right? Because those quarterbacks are going to go one through four in, in, in some order. So now you're talking about the first pick of the draft really being at five. And there's one quarterback there that everybody seems to generally love, and that's Trey Lance. Anybody else, you are trying to look for value in the second round or third round. So when, when you think of the draft that way, it's almost like if you're picking fifth, you have the first pick in the draft because there's a guy there that people are going to want to get. And do you really think that Trey Lance is going to go much past that? He's not. And so a team that's going to want to get him is going to move up to five and get it. So you're going to see those quarterbacks go one through five, and then you're going to see the skill position guys, Devontae Smith, Waddle, all those guys. Then they'll all start coming off the board. Hmm. I, I, it's fascinating. It's, and it's because the magic to drafting the quarterback is not just in the idea of their talent and solving your problems. The magic is because of the money they make now, the second and third and fourth year, you can build an entire team around them, right? So that even if they're not the guy, you can go and play the game again. You can go and pick up a free agent, try and rehabilitate a guy. Like, okay, here, here's a question. Um, Colts or Bears, who has been better the last three years? What's a better run organization? What's a better team? Mm, I would say right now it's the Colts. I would say for the past three years, because the Bears have been to the playoffs, I, I would say the Bears. Right now I'd rather be the Colts, but I would say the Bears have been. What if I told you, okay, so the, did the Mitchell Trubisky experiment work? Uh, it worked to an extent where they were able to succeed and get See, to the playoffs. Too but smart. This is I, It works better on somebody who doesn't know sports. Would you <laughs> stop? Would you stop? You're supposed uh, no. to answer the classic sports guy. The Bears suck. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Ask terrible. me again. I'll do it. Ryan I'll do it Pace for you. Trust me. an idiot. No, no, no. I got a great one good. for you. You're Ask me again. I'll do it for you. No, no, look. Ask me they again. have the I same. Hey, wait, wait, wait. They have the same record. They both in the playoffs. I, I actually, I don't, I don't think the Colts have won their division. I know the Bears have won their division once. Okay. And oh, yeah, by the way, the Colts have won a playoff game. The Bears, if not for the double doink, will go to a playoff game. They're the, they're the same. And if you want to sit there and go like, well, you know, the Colts are better off now because they have Carson Wentz, like, maybe. I, I think Carson Wentz could still be really, really good, but he was really bad last year. Granted, they had, now he's got a great offensive line. I think a better offensive coach. I, I, I get it. But, like, 
It's really interesting that, and, and why did it happen? Because Mitch Trubisky doesn't make any money, so you can go and go out and trade for Khalil Mack, and you got a superstar. And they've been able to, they have really good pieces on defense because a quarterback doesn't make much money. Now he wasn't any good, and now he's a backup. And again, you, you start to, to figure out what the next step is. But if the object is to have be a good football team, you got to have a whole team. You're not going to do it with with a guy. Like, even the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a... I don't think Dak's worth the money that he's paid, but he's a good quarterback. Like, Amari Cooper's a good wide receiver. Ezekiel is a good running back. The offense line's good. It's not as good as the reputation. They've been banged up, but it's still very good. Why aren't they any good? Well, offensive line issues at times, right? And, oh, yeah, by the way, the defense stinks. And as, you know, no matter how, I don't care how many points the offense is, one, they didn't score early in games last year. Like, people are like, well, they didn't win because Dak was hurt. They weren't winning when Dak was healthy, just so aware. But the point is, they don't have an overall good football team. They have really good pieces. And you, you win having a really good football team. That's generally, like, why were the Niners awesome in the Super Bowl? The, the quarterback's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's okay. But they, they drafted well. They drafted high. Garoppolo got hurt the year before, so they got... Nick Bosa at two was the best player in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the truth. But they had a, a stud, stellar roster that can carry you. Um, and they're well coached. So I, I think that the common misconception is that it's just about the quarterback. The quarterback if the quarterback is good and young and solid and and works awesome, but it also allows you to pay a guy eight or nine million, whereas the teams with the superstar or even the lesser, those they're paying 30, 40 million. All that money gets spread around and you build a better roster. That's why I think you have a chance to be right. I don't think it'll be the top five, but you have a chance to be very, very right on this one. I've thought that same thought, but you can get the patent on it. It doesn't matter because Ryan Pace stinks and I can't believe we're bringing back Andy Dalton and we got to go out on social media and tell him he's our number one guy. We got to have this big press conference and this big whole tournament like like we're a rock band going on tour going Andy Dalton's our guy. This stinks. I hate football. Was that was that better? That was very good. Was that a better Bears? Very good. You're good at what you do. That's very good. That's Jason I've, Smith, by the way. Thank you. Uh, thank you can you. listen to him and Mike Harmon every evening right here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> hundreds of affiliates nationwide. You know, really I've good. been working. I've had a Sipowitz impression for a long time, so that's that's kind of where I, ah, I, I draw it from. Sipowitz, yeah. very, very I draw nice. it from Sipowitz. Yeah, we're in He's the a Chicago minds, accent in New Yorker. Yeah. That's what's yes. going on. Yes. No, like the the reason I I think is because it, it, it's kind of like the philosophy of if you pick thirty third in the NFL draft, right? You have that first pick of the second round. That's really valuable, right? Because after the dust settles, it's boy, I can't believe player X is there. I, we didn't know that he would still be there. Boy, moving up to the top of the second round really isn't that big a deal. So, hey, let's get up there and get that second. Meanwhile, it's the 33rd overall pick. Uh, the same thing I think applies here is that, boy, here's the fifth pick. But when you have five quarterbacks that people want, where else are you going to get a guy? Right? Like if, you, if you're Denver right now, if you're New England, what are you going to do? You know, unless unless you you make a move up to get one of these guys, you're talking about a season where okay, we're just going to kind of throw guys out there and see if we can get by and and trying to win this year, and and that's a really tough message to sell and to say that th- this is we're, we're all ready to go and all the things we tried to do, well, we couldn't really accomplish them, so we're going to go with Cam Newton, we're going to we're going to draft a guy in the third round and try to bring him along, or if you're the Broncos, it's well, well, Drew Lock maybe will be good, we'll give him another chance. Now, come on. You can't do that. When when we get closer to the draft, the the intensity of the heightening expectations 
always take over to where a guy could be a pretty good player now, but by the time you get to the draft, he's someone everybody has to have, and the quarterbacks are rising, right? You know, I mean, it's, it, it, you, of all the positions, you know, we, we don't see teams saying, hey, we, we, we got we to gotta get uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, this guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. It's, ah, maybe he goes at 15 or 14. He's a, the quarterbacks are the risers, and, and when it comes to that, you get to that, that phonetic feeding frenzy when you get to the draft. Teams are going to move up. Denver, I expect to move up any day and say, okay, the Falcons are open for business. We're the only team that needs a quarterback. We're not moving up that much. This is what we're going to do. And then it's going to be a creative team like, well, the, you know, the, the Bengals trade with the Patriots. Sure, I'm sure they'll do something like that. Or, you know, that's where Bill Belichick knows I have to go up and get my guy. Or there's a couple other teams that could say, all right, we got to go up because Trey Lance, we didn't think he'd be there. Or, or, or we thought maybe he'd be there, but now there's no way because the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. Now, if you want them, you got to get up that high to get them. Who would the fifth team be? Patriots. I, I look. I agree. Dem, Denver has to have a quarterback. I, you know, I, I know some people there. I've been told some of the, that they're they're done with the Drew Lock thing. There's lots of there, there's just lots of little things, and he's not that good. That they're they're done with the Drew Lock thing. So the question is, outside of Denver, I guess would New England, like New England, has always been rumored to like, oh man, I I heard they really want Lamar Jackson. Oh man, I really heard they want. Remember remember Lamar Jackson was like mm-hmm. New, New England. Uh, they that I would I think Justin Fields feels like their type of guy. If if Cam Newton's gonna be the starter to start the year, right? And then they're like, hey, how about we get somebody who plays like Cam Newton only can actually throw a football? Then we do the Justin Justin Fields thing eventually. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I think there's a chance, but I also think there's a chance that just kind of organically guys start going like, eh, I'm not gonna do that. We'll take Penny Sewell, we'll take um uh what's the what's the X Men character who played tight end for uh Florida? Um, oh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. He's not a real yeah. human being, by the way. He's an X-Men. Like, you're not 6'6", 240 <laughs> pounds, running a 4'4". Like, come on. He's at the, what's the X-Men cave? What's that mansion they live in called? Like, X-Men it, Manor? Uh, the, it's it? the, uh, the Professor Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. That's, that's actually, I believe yeah. that's where he went to high school. Okay, I, I I believe that's where Kyle Pitts went to high school. Like he's an X Men character. Like there's no other explanation for some of these guys. Um, so uh, I I I think there's also the chance that like in the old days, like a guy actually falls to te- falls to ten, right? Mm. Falls to fifteen, and you know you gobble him up. Man, like look, Aaron Rodgers fell to what twenty four? Like that just sounds crazy. Yeah, crazy that that it wasn't just that San Francisco misevaluated and took. Uh, and took Alex Smith, a good quarterback, ahead of one of the, or maybe the best I've ever seen play the position. It's that 22 other teams also said like, yeah, we're good. Like, really? Like, okay. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would be Aaron Rodgers if he didn't sit and continue to refine his game in Green Bay, which is reasonable thought. But uh, I, I don't think what you're saying is crazy. I just don't think it'll happen because it hasn't happened yet. There. I like your X-Men take with Kyle Pitts. I, I I dig that. I kind of I kind of like that. He would yeah, be I a just, really I, great superhero. Sure, to- totally. He would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, he's he's where I think the Cowboys need to do it because right, we had that report at the end of last week that Jerry Jones was was loving Kyle Pitts and was all in on him, and 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 the reports came out. Oh, but the Cowboys, their defense is terrible, and you got to draft a you know you got to get Patrick Sertan the second or something like that. And and I'm like, if you take Kyle Pitts, you turn that offense into an unstoppable offense. 
I mean, you have playmakers everywhere, right? You have Dak coming back. You have Michael Gallup. You have Amari Cooper. You go, by the way, CeeDee Lamb had a terrific rookie year. You know, your offensive line, as long as they're healthy, they'll be really good, Ezekiel Elliott. You have playmakers everywhere, and a guy that, that how are you going to stop him in the middle of the field? The guy, he could be the next Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates. I would much rather have that guy and say, good luck stopping our offense and saying, hey, we got a really good, you know, we got a really good cornerback, right? And that's going to help our defense. Uh, now, you could coach up the defense. And, and draft later, and all you got to do is bring the defense up from bottom five to, you know, you know, like like 18 or 19th best in the National Football League. And you have an offense like that, you would be absolutely unstoppable. There's nobody that could match the playmakers the Cowboys would have. So you, you said, you know, dropping down to 10, if Kyle Pitts is there at 10, absolutely Cowboys should go get him. Yeah, I mean, did you know their, their uh, offensive line – was ranked twenty seventh worst in the league. I know they had injury. They're they're not the same as the, as a reputation. So I mean that that that's the big thing. Um, look, Collins is still very good. Martin, Tyron Smith, Tyron's just not like three years ago. He was the best in the sport. But this is a little bit like the. He's not where Cam Newton is. But they're not the same. Um, I agree. That, like look, Kyle Pitts to be hard. That would be the most Dallas Cowboys pick ever. Right, we need defense, so we'll go get the most freaky tight end we can find. Right, we need defense, so let's go. You know, like this would be two years in a row. And oh yeah, but like there wasn't anything bad about their offense talent wise last year, right? Tell me something bad about their their offense. I mean, yeah, the running backs overpaid. Um, okay, the wide receivers overpaid. Okay, they have plenty of talent. They still weren't great. Like. Remember, they had to come back against the Falcons to pull off a miracle victory, and the Falcons mm-hmm. stunk last year, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and the Cowboys didn't score early. So I understand what you're saying, but and, and here's the other part. If you're going to rebuild their defense, and I know that most of the free agent money has been spent on the defense, I understand they've changed schemes to one that fits the personnel better. Um, but you, know, you tell me a team that's won a Super Bowl without a top-10 defense. They don't exist. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. 
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Clearly over the weekend in the NBA, there was one big marquee game that everybody wants to break down, and it's either the greatest thing in the world, and it's really awful for the other team. But uh, we saw the Lakers, uh, no superstars, beat the Nets, one and a half superstars, with Kyrie Irving getting tossed, and suddenly things are looking okay for L.A., right? We got the news late last night that Anthony Davis is going to come back in two weeks, and LeBron is probably three weeks away. So here are the Lakers. They're kind of holding steady in the West, and while they're dropping slowly, it's not sinking like a stone like they could have been. They're sitting in the fifth spot right now. It's still a couple of games ahead of the Blazers. Doug, are, are you buying that things are going to be okay now for L.A. now that, hey, they've been able to win a few games even without both of them, and then, hey, a couple weeks, three weeks, they should be back at full strength? What does what uh, they'll be okay mean? They, they will avoid the play-in games from 7 through 10 in the yes. first round of the playoffs. Yes, I think they. Yes, I. I. That's if that's your definition of okay. Does that mean they'll be the favorite to come out of the West? I think they'll be the favorite because I think it'll be easy to go. Like my default is to bet on LeBron James, but I, I and and Anthony Davis and two superstars combining. But I I think it's a it's a dangerous bet to take. It it feels like a sucker bet. Like look, this is the real. This is the difference between the East where he played and the West. And no one like it. It's comical. The LeBron sycophants who won't admit that the East was an easy path. Like, oh, well, look what LeBron did that one year when he had nobody around him and Booby Gibson. Like, he was great. He had, what, 25 straight points against the Pistons. But, like, there's all kinds of outlier one-year wonders out of the East, right? Allen Iverson did it a year. The Orlando Magic with Dwight Howard did it for a year. Like, you kind of go through, there's always, why? Because the East has been bad. And then when he was in Miami, he took the best player from the Raptors and the best player from the Heat and the best player from the Cavs, who were the best team in the East, and then eventually they took the second or third best player and the best shooter in the league from the Celtics and they formed a super team. And of course they dominated the East. That was not only never really that good, but also they, they pulled out the chairs from other teams that were good. Now you're in the West and I, I don't know if Utah is purely better or if it's a tough matchup for them. Uh, you know, Denver can't really defend, although man, they scored what? They went and gave up a 31 to three run yesterday to the to the Celtics, and they scored eight points in the fourth quarter. But 
I like. I think they're a tough matchup. I think Utah's a tough matchup. I think Portland, if they're healthy, is a tough matchup. I, I think what the what the Lakers run the risk of is the attrition of the West. It doesn't mean that Portland can beat them four times, but if Portland beats them twice to, or three times, right? Three times, and it goes to seven. Let's say they beat them twice. It goes six. He goes six, six, and now all of a sudden you face Utah in the finals. You're worn down, and I don't know what no one knows what Anthony Davis is going to look like. He was out for a long time. He's not the fitness guy that LeBron is, right? And as as tremendous as LeBron is, he's every year he's not going to be the same guy capable of carrying you. And we don't know what Dennis Schroeder looks like in a big time playoff matchup. Do I think on paper they should be really good and they should be great defensively with Andre Drummond? Absolutely. But again, that's on paper. And I wonder about the offense and how it looks with so many pieces that haven't played that much together and haven't played together for a couple months. See, I, I look at the flip side of this and say, as long as they can stay in sixth, right? That, that's what I think Laker fans do. Look, hey, if we can stay in sixth and avoid that one game where, hey, we happen to play against Steph and he scores 55 and we lose and we're out. You know, you want to avoid that. But if you can stay in sixth, I don't know that it matters where you finish in the Western Conference because one through six, they're all going to be really good. It matters a lot in the East because, look, the top three teams and then there's everybody else, right? The Sixers and the Nets. The Bucks have been playing really well. Uh, you know, they've been seeming to be, have figured things out a bit. And then you get the drop off to the Hawks and the Heat and the Hornets and the Celtics. and the, you know. But in the West, it's you don't really need to finish high because, okay, oh, we want to avoid, you know, you want to finish first. You want to avoid, you know, we want teams two, three to play each other. Uh, I don't know that it matters where you finish because you're going to play somebody who's good anywhere and no one's really going to have a pass uh, once you get outside of, okay, the teams that are playing in for seven and eight. One through six can be pretty much interchangeable once you hit the playoffs because, you know, for the Lakers, you can say, all right, have they been as good as the Jazz this year? No, the Jazz look like they're coming and boy, they're terrific, but the Lakers' playoff experience and having LeBron and AD is going to be the great equalizer. I don't know that it really matters where you. So as long as you do finish in the top six, I think for any of these teams, okay, it's going to be a tough road. We're going to have a couple of really tough rounds. It's going to be that war of attrition, but you know, trying to finish higher and going, boy, we got to get higher in the conference. I don't know that that's worth it, and I don't. I need to do that. No, I, I, it's going to come down to matchups, but I don't think they want to play that. That they don't want to be that play-in game like that. Like that is, you don't want the randomness of one game. You know, you just don't like that's that's a that's a big, 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 big thing in the NBA. You don't want to be that. You don't want that one play on game because we've seen in college basketball like a Abilene Christian can pull off an upset on one given night. Things that go bump in the night. You're going to lose a game. Um, so I, I generally and and like as of right now, there's no real home court advantage now. By the time we get to the playoffs, will everything be fully opened up? Will that will Utah be able to have all their fans? This is a possibility. Will Denver be able to have all their fans? It's a possibility. Portland, it's not likely because it's Oregon, but a possibility. So I don't and and I and there's also a mentality now in the NBA where you're like, look, it's home court advantage, but one game we all we have to do is win one road game and that thing flips on them. Still, you want game seven at home. You just do. And the Lakers probably aren't going to get that when they play the better teams. 
Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, so now the flip side of this is the Nets, right? They come to this weekend. They lose a game where they had both superstars. Kyrie Irving gets thrown out. So does Dennis Schroeder. Kyrie Irving's not playing tonight for personal reasons. And, you know, you see this, and I say to myself, are the big three ever going to play a game together? I mean, is it it's ever really going? Or is there some kind of schedule we don't know about with the Nets where they go, okay, we just got to have two guys every game because, you know, you know, KD needs some time off and Kyrie needs some time off. So we're just going to try to get two guys every single game all the way through till the end. Yeah, look, I think they're going to be a problem when they get back. Do I think they'll, there's still some chemistry stuff because they haven't played together that much? I do. I do. And obviously everybody is like, can they guard anybody? Um, but they'll, they'll be okay. That, that'll, that, that's a, that dog will hunt. And, and unlike the Lakers, I think there's a playoff series or two that the Nets can use to continue to build their chemistry. So I'm with you. It's like, dude, when are you guys going to actually play a basketball game on the same basketball team? Wouldn't that be just the most amazing thing? Uh, but um, yeah, it, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, because I don't know that their next big game isn't going to be until the Eastern Conference Finals. Because right? as, as the season goes on, no matter who they have, right, we've seen their regular season good, right? That, that's the Nets. They, they have proven they are regular season good where they can show up every two nights and just steamroll a team and score 130 points, whether they have Harden and Kyrie, whether they have KD, whether they have just one star. You know, they figured that part out. So I, I look at it as they're probably going to finish first in the East because they'll, they, you know, they'll win more games than the, than the Sixers. I, you know, the Sixers have been playing really well, but the Nets have really been coming on a little bit stronger. So I expect them to have it. And if that's the case, I mean, they're not going to have any trouble until you get to the East Finals. So as much issues they have to figure out and defensively is going to be a big thing once you get to that round in the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to really sweat until that point. So as much as, hey, you really want them to play a little bit together, they kind of have all that time because that's when I say, okay, that's when I can really start paying attention to, hey, can the Nets achieve? We get to the Eastern Conference Finals and now it gets serious for them. Yep. No, I'm. I, I think. I think how you're looking at it is a very. Int- Again, your your brain is fun- is firing on all cylinders this morning, and we're <laughs> finding ways to completely agree with one another. It's just. It's a different. <laughs> a different landscape, East versus West, and and a different kind of kind of build. Are there questions about Nash and you know what they'll do in in playoff? Cr- yes, yes, <clears throat> and we have no idea. Kyrie Irving, like. Kyrie Irving is just as likely to not play a playoff. Like, he's just one of these guys like, mm, not feeling tonight. I'm not going to play, guys. Right? Like, it's the he's it's the Kyrie thing is fascinating because he's incredibly talented. Like, re, um, remarkably talented. And I think he wants to take on this persona of some sort of artiste of the game of basketball where, you know, like, look, I can just explain away like I'm an artist and people go like, okay, right? Like if I walk outside of my house and I'm wearing plaid pants and a striped shirt and, you know, horn rim glasses and a hat, you know, and, <laughs> and bright orange sneakers, you know, they would think it was a goof, right? But if I said, hey, I'm an artist, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, he's an artist, right? That's Kyrie. But like, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Kyrie Irving, it's, Game six of the playoffs, and he's like, yeah, I just, I don't feel connected. I don't, I don't feel connected with, this is, my horoscope said today is not a good day, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to think about it, I'm going to meditate about it, and I may show up for the game, or I may not show up for the game, 
And you're just, you'd be sitting there in the locker room going like, is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? I don't know. Does he come? Did he text you? He didn't text me. He doesn't use, he doesn't use his phone when he sees his shaman. Like, I don't, th- that's an element to it, which like James Harden's only one in the play. I got to the finals once when he was in Oklahoma city. I love how he's playing, but I mean, I'm playing defense. Kyrie doesn't take defensive assignments properly. Kevin Durant looks like the real deal, but does he get frustrated with those other guys? Do, do they have enough defense kind of around him, all those things? But to me, the number one question is not them playing together. It's, is Kyrie going to feel like playing, feel whole, and feel connected with the universe on the proper days in the playoffs? And that we have no answer for. No, and, that, and that's the maddening part about him. That's absolutely maddening about him is is you can see how crazy talented he is and how we how we how he can take over games still with you know with a team with three superstars and then you find oh he's not going to play he's going to take a few days off he's he's going to do this it's wow you know can can it's almost like having a player who's talented but is injured a lot because you never know when is he going to be around for the playoffs right like Dallas went all in on Kristaps Porzingis and Porzingis is talented he's a good number two to Luka Doncic but you never know if he's going to be around because he's going to because he could get injured all the time because that's what happens to him it's almost like the same thing with Kyrie you have to look at it as boy he's terrific but we don't know when we're going to have him and it's it's really hard to to say okay I feel good about where we're going to be and 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 making these plans going forward knowing that he he could be great for us. He could also say, I can't play in game six. I mean, that, that is a maddening deal that you make when you have Kyrie Irving on your team. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. 
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Joining us now on the hotline, longtime NBA insider Fox Sports 1. NBA Insider, you can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher. Uh, Rick, author of the new book on Brian Grant called Rebound. Uh, Rick, congrats on the new book, man. That's awesome. Thank you very much. It's uh, doing extremely well. I'm glad people are enjoying it and uh, love that we're getting Brian's story out there. Uh, not just about his uh, uh, the backstory of his career, but uh, his battle with Parkinson since he retired. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing player, and it's it's one of those things where, and I don't, I, I I think we've evolved on it some, but we have a tendency to think that a disease like Parkinson's only strikes like the feeble, right? Like the yep. the the Montgomery Burnses of the world, or or mm-hmm. old people like my my grandpa had Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, right? Like here mm-hmm. is as healthy a and and physically gifted a human being as any on the face of the earth. And yep. it can bring him to his knees. It can strike anybody. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, and I've just been struck by the number of people um, since they learned of me doing the book and the book coming out. I, I, I mean, I, I just, every, everyone that I know in one way or another has been touched by this disease, either someone in their family. I mean, my, my father-in-law. Um, it it um, it is far more prevalent than you than you realize. And but in the case of Brian and certainly others, um, yeah, the the young onset and taking away um, a phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, the two things that it uh, that it attacks obviously is your physical abilities, uh, and uh, but it also uh, creates depression, and so uh, it takes away your personality and uh, your gregariousness and those are two huge parts are two huge parts of who brian is and his identity and he's had to learn how to uh still survive and thrive with uh with a disease that wants to take away the, the two biggest parts of him uh, Rick giving away copies of his book. You enter for a chance to win uh, at Goodreads. Uh, so, Rick, when you autograph the copy, will you autograph the copy and also have insight? Will you say, hey, you know, hey, Jason, uh, thanks for buying the book. By the way, the Knicks look great for a playoff spot. Like, will you, will you do personalized inscriptions or? I, uh, for, for you, yes. We'll have to negotiate exactly what that inscription says. I got something okay. else in mind for you, but, um, uh, yeah, no, happy to personalize it for you, for you, Jason. Yes. 
<laughs> Doug, every time when I when I have Rick on my show at night, he's always a. There's going to be some kind of crazy ass Knicks question. I'm I'm just ready for it. There's be some kind of. It, it, and I'm just going to be ready for it because it's going to happen. There, so so uh, Doug, he does this. They have this commercial about being careful crossing train with train crossing. Yeah, yeah. To be careful, I I, yeah. I feel like that is a public service announcement, especially for me right before I come on the show. Watch out! There's going to be a fast-moving vehicle, and you could get blindsided by it. Yeah, look, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to do the Knicks. I'm not going to do the Jets, and I'm not going to do Syracuse. So, right? Those are those are Jason's three three pitches. Yeah. He yeah. throws them all very, very well. He locates them quite, quite well. Right time in the count. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to talk about like the Lakers. Um, yeah. So look, we we both heard, we both know people in that organization. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I, I know they they go and beat the Nets with their backups. Kyrie gets thrown out. So does so does Schroeder. It looks like they're all going to be back healthy and play before the end of the season. But what are they really going to be like? Like what what is this yeah. team like when it's whole? You know what's fascinating to me is that we 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 have the Nets and the Lakers, and to me they both have uh, they are opposites, but they have the same issue, which is that they are uh, they they are particularly gifted on one side of the ball, but they are um, a little bit anemic on the other for the, for the Nets. Obviously it's uh, an amazing offense, amazing offensive players, but defensively um, if we're talking about a team that's championship caliber, uh, they're not good enough defensively. Historically it, we're, it tells us they're not good enough defensively and historically uh, the Lakers are not good enough offensively. And that's where, um, as we see Andre Drummond play, um, and kind of the weirdness. I mean, a lot of people made a big deal about how he dominated the Nets. In some ways, he did, but there were there were a lot of plays where I go, "That's not going to fly <laughs> in a playoff series. Like you can't get away with that turnover or that move or trying to put the ball on the floor from, from that place. If you're, if you're that big man. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I get the general impression that people are just anticipating a Lakers Nets final. And unless something happens for them on their respective weak side of the ball, I don't see them getting there. And again, I'm just going based on, history uh you have to be more of a balanced team between offense and defense to win a championship than either of those teams have demonstrated to this point no rick when it comes to the lakers how do you slot them in the western conference now are are they still the team when they're healthy i I can expect it or is this where hey really you know when you get into the playoffs there's two or three teams that they're probably going to have real difficulty beating yeah, I, look, I, I believe that even with Andre Drummond, they're still going to have an issue with size. And obviously we see uh, a couple teams out there, and it's no, there's no accident that Denver loaded up on size. There's no accident uh, that, that, that Utah didn't make any moves and believes that they can win with what they have. There's no accident that the Clippers added a DeMarcus Cousins. Um, you know, the, the, the teams have recognized – uh, that if we're going to beat the Lakers, this is this is one of the elements that we that we have to have. And one of the things that made the Lakers so potent last year is that they could play both big and, big small. and small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know that they, they were they were very versatile. I, I don't feel they're as versatile 
this year. Now, if you're asking me which between the, what the, the Lakers uh, have and the Nets have, I'm still going to go with the team that is, uh, that is defensively oriented. I, sure. I just believe in the postseason that's going to get you, uh, that's going to get you further. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that with the Nets in this game. I mean, it's hard to take anything away from it. It's a regular season game. Uh, both teams were missing a lot of players. But the game's going to generally get slower and more physical, and you're going to be allowed to play that way. And that's my biggest question with the Nets is, uh, you know, can, can they handle it when the pace slows and the game gets more physical? With the, with the Lakers, my, my only hesitation is like I I'm I can't one I pointed to that one team last year that I thought was going to be able to take them down and that was the Clippers and uh, and obviously got singed by by taking that you know do I look at that one team and say they're the team that can knock them off I believe the Clippers are a better team I believe I that they are motivated from last year so push came to shove I would say. Uh, yeah, I think this is a different Clippers team. Now, I may, I may get burned again uh, by, by saying that. But when I look at the way they're playing, particularly now, I think mo- more than anything, even com- compared to last year, they are taking a pride in how they play defense. Kawhi Leonard in particular is taking pride in getting back to being the defensive player that we think he can be. And I love the way the ball is moving, and I only think that Rajon Rondo is going to help that. Help that when the ball gets stuck with Kawhi, and Kawhi thinks I've, I'm I'm the offensive engine with this team, they are not at their best. Um, but they've been playing a different way, and that's why uh, you know whether it's Denver, it's Utah. Here's the other thing: the Lakers are not going to be coming from a position of strength. There's a very good chance that they're going to have to work their way up through the play-in games. And that's going to take just a little bit more out of them than we saw last year. So obviously I still think they're the team to beat, but I think they are more beatable this year than they were last year. No, no, listen. And, and here's what's interesting about it. You know, everybody wants to point to the Clippers collapse last year. And I do think that quarantine, the bubble had a bunch to do with it. I don't think they were a perfect team, but it was also the first year of that team together. Mm. Does anybody not? Do we not remember what the Lakers look like at the end of LeBron's first year? Let me refresh mm. your memory, okay? Magic Johnson quit before the last game of the season, but that wasn't even the worst part of the year. The worst part was that LeBron quit on the team well before that, yeah. right? Remember, he was out, yeah. he was hurt after they won on Christmas Day, and then he came in with a glass of wine, which everyone thought was a horrible look and horrible idea, except LeBron's sycophants. And then he wanted the whole team traded so he could get Anthony Davis. So they all quit on him. And then there's the awful visual. Like, my point is that, yes, it it looked bad at the end of the year for the Clippers to not even get a chance to play the Lakers. But that's what sometimes these first year super teams, it's really hard to get everybody on the same page, especially the it's not just the way the Clippers went about it. It's true anywhere. LeBron didn't win his first year in Miami, his first year back in Cleveland, his first year in L.A. stands to reason that the Clippers, and the Clippers made some adjustments. I love the Rondo trade. Even though I'm not a huge Rondo guy, everybody with the Lakers last year was like, that's a really good move. He's exactly what they need, and that's not what we need them having. So I'm I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, Let me get to the, the confounding team of all confounding teams. Last night was amazing for the Celtics. They go on a 31-3 run against the Nuggets. Do we have any yep. idea 
who, what the Celtics are? No, look, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're last night's team. I don't think this means that they're suddenly a title contender. Uh, I, I believe that there is a certain degree of pride there, and it's probably more a reflection of the Nuggets and their Achilles heel in terms of, uh, you know, Jokic just uh, sometimes their matchups that when he doesn't have it going, they completely come apart. And his numbers were still really good, but there's still an element with the Nuggets, with the Michael Porter Jr. balance, um, and I, I feel like there's two personalities there. And I know what personality almost the personnel and the personality and Mike Malone's personality. I, I don't, I like Tom Thibodeau and Mike Malone, I think are of the same ilk and they want the same type of player. And Mike Malone wants the, the grinders. He wants the Jimmy Butler types. And you got, a, you got, some key players on that Denver Nuggets team <laughs> that, that are, are not, not grinders. grinders. No, they are not. They Michael are, Porter. That, Michael Porter Jr. is not a grinder. No. No. And, no. and you know what? And and no. Jokic has become one more so than than before. But even right. he is kind of a finesse big. And so yes. I, I feel like that dynamic is is the tricky part here uh, when it comes to the Nuggets and what they're what they're capable of. And where they go. And I look, I, I mean, it's been a bad year. It's been a disappointing year for the Celtics. And every once in a while, they're going to rear their head and say enough is enough. Um, but I just don't think it's sustain, sustainable because their best players are not are not leaders and they don't have enough physicality. Um, so, I, you know, every now and then a team's going to get fed up with with what they've done but it's not sustainable, and that's what I see with the Celtics. He's on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, analyst and insider. His new book, Rebound, with Brian Grant, available right now. Uh, check him out on Twitter for a chance to win a one of ten autographed copies uh, of the book as well, Rick. As always, buddy, great stuff, man. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more mbusa.com slash eqe suv with your amex card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.